Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you're doing well this morning. It is day 663 of our three-year journey through the Word of God, and we are still in the wonderful book of Esther, and we come to chapter 8. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this book of Esther and for all that you're teaching us through it. Be our teacher again today and continue to lead us in the truth, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Esther chapter 8. On that day, King Ahasuerus gave to Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was to her. And the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. And Esther spoke again to the king. She fell at his feet and wept and pleaded with him to avert the evil plan of Haman the Agagite and the plot that he had devised against the Jews. When the king held out the golden scepter to Esther, Esther rose and stood before the king, and she said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and if the thing seems right before the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let an order be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in all the provinces of the king? For how can I bear to see the calamity that is coming to my people? Or how can I bear to see the destruction of my kindred? Then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows because he intended to lay hands on the Jews. But you may write as you please with regard to the Jews in the name of the king, and seal it with the king's ring. For an edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. The king's scribes were summoned at that time in the third month, which is the month of Sivan, on the twenty-third day. And an edict was written according to all that Mordecai commanded concerning the Jews, to the satraps and the governors and the officials of the provinces from India to Ethiopia, 127 provinces to each province in its own script and to each people in its own language and also to the Jews in their script and their language. And he wrote in the name of King Ahasuerus and sealed it with the king's signet ring. Then he sent the letters by mounted couriers riding on swift horses that were used in the king's servant bred from the royal stud saying that the king allowed the Jews who were in every city to gather and defend their lives, to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate any armed force of any people or province that might attack them, children and women included, and to plunder their goods on one day throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus on the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, a copy of what was written was to be issued as a decree in every province being publicly displayed to all peoples and the Jews were to be ready on that day to take vengeance on their enemies. So the couriers mounted on their swift horses that were used in the king's service rode out hurriedly urged by the king's command and the decree was issued in Susa the citadel. Then Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal robes of blue and white with a great golden crown and robe of fine linen and purple. And the city of Susa shouted and rejoiced. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And in every province and in every city, wherever the king's command and his edict reached, there was gladness and joy among the Jews and a feast and a holiday. And many from the peoples of the country 
declared themselves Jews, for fear of the Jews had fallen on them. Mm. That is Esther chapter 8. So this is the continuation of the story. I told you at the end of chapter 7, it's not over yet because Haman might be killed. But what are we going to do about this king's order that's been sent out under the king's signet ring seal to all 127 provinces from India to Egypt and Ethiopia? I mean, what what is going to be done about that? Well, here, here's how that is being addressed, right? So first of all, there's the deal of Haman himself. Haman's household. Remember, Haman is just a fabulously wealthy man. I mean, he could give 10,000 talents of silver to the king. He could enrich the king, right? And so he's a fabulously wealthy man, and his household is given to Esther, and then Esther puts it under the oversight of Mordecai. So Mordecai has literally taken the place of Haman. But that's not going to really fix things because they're still distressed over this order that went out. And there's a problem. Did you catch the problem? The problem is at the end of verse 8. An edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. See, it seems like it would be easy just to say, okay, let's just cancel that. Like, okay, sorry, uh, no go, right? But this is kind of like the law of the Medes and the Persians from the book of Daniel. The thing that got Daniel ended up in the lion's den, right? He got him tossed in the lion's den. This, this is sealed by the king and sent to all 127 provinces. The king can't just go turn around like three days later and say, psych, like, oh, my bad. Uh, ignore that. That never happened. Like, he can't do that. It's not, it's not allowed, right? It cannot be revoked. Well, so now what? Well, now there needs to be a new decree given. And the new decree is allowing the Jews to protect themselves. We need to be very, very careful because some people see in this, well, Haman and his allies were going to wipe out the Jews. And now the Jews decide they're going to wipe out Haman and his allies. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. First of all, when Haman and his allies decided they were going to wipe out the Jewish people, the Jewish people had done nothing to them. They were innocent. They were law-abiding. They were good citizens of the Persian Empire. They had done no wrong to Haman and to his allies. Here, Haman and his allies are enemies of the Jews. They are attacking them. They are wanting to attack them. And so, so the king allows the Jews... Look at verse 11. The king allows the Jews who are in every city to gather and defend their lives, to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate any armed force of any people or province that might attack them, children and women included, and to plunder their goods. So it's very important. It is to defend their lives and anyone that might attack them, any armed force of any people or province that might attack them. They can't just go out and say, well, that guy looked at me sideways the other day, or that guy called me a dirty Jew and spit on me. Or they, it's, not, it's not over insults. It's not over light things. It's not over personal grudges. It's very clear. You can defend your life. You can destroy, kill, and annihilate any armed force of any people or province that might attack them. So it's very clear the boundaries that are being put on this. 
This is not a wholesale call for Jewish people to be able to go out and slaughter anybody they don't like. This is not sort of a reverse genocide type thing. It's not what's happening. There was a plotted genocide, very specific and targeted, wipe out and annihilate the Jewish people. And this is a, a king's decree for self-defense. It is just and it is measured. And so Mordecai goes out. He's, the, you know, the order goes out by swift horses uh, that ride out hurriedly. And Mordecai himself goes out in royal robes of blue and white with a great golden crown and a round of robe of fine, excuse me, a robe of fine linen and purple. Slow down. And it is a time of great rejoicing. And everybody is saying, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew. And the Jews go from being the most despised people in the Persian Empire to the most honored because of this turn of events. And again, what's the lesson here? God is able to protect his own. Remember that the Lord's line, the Lord's lineage runs through to the Jewish people who are in exile in, throughout the Persian Empire. And even Judea and Jerusalem is part of the province beyond the river. It's one of those 127 provinces, the province beyond the river. It's part of that. It would have been under that same decree. So all the work that had been done under Zerubbabel, Ezra, Nehemiah, in rebuilding Jerusalem and the temple, that would have been put at risk because the whole city would have been attacked and slaughtered. So this was a very important thing to allow them to arm themselves, defend themselves, and to kill those who are seeking to kill them. That is self-defense. And the Bible is very clear that self-defense is just. It is a just form uh, of the use of violence, the right use of the sword to defend yourself and your family from attack. So God is good. God is able to protect his own. God is preserving the line of King Jesus. And this is what is happening. It's, it's a preview here in Esther 8, a little bit of a preview. And that Mordecai, going out in royal robes with a great golden crown, and everyone shouting and rejoicing, is a preview of when King Jesus comes and Christians will go from being the most despised, rejected, marginalized, criticized people on the face of the earth, because that's just true. There's been studies done about religious discrimination and persecuted minorities, and Christians are persecuted more than any other religious group in the world. They're persecuted more than any other people group in the world. And yet when King Jesus comes in his royal glory, with his crown upon his head, he will lead us, and the whole world will shout, and God's people will rejoice, and everyone will see who God's chosen ones are on that day. So this little scene at the end of Esther 8 ought to have us looking forward by faith to that coming day. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this chapter in your word. Thank you for your faithfulness to keep your promises. You are good. We do sometimes resent the fact that Christianity is so despised and mocked by the world, and we don't like being teased and made fun of or ridiculed because of our beliefs that the world regards as being foolish and backwards and hopelessly uh, out of date or whatever other term they use to come up with. And 
so we pray that you would strengthen our faith in you, our confidence, and our expectation of that day when our King will return in royal glory and we will be gathered in with him. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, that is Esther chapter 8. We're going to go back to the Psalms tomorrow. I hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.